Haha, yes. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. Welcome to or welcome back to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. You know, this used to be a live call-in show. How do you even know what show you're watching? There it is. There's the logo. Uh, used to be a live call-in show. I don't know why I continuously mention that. It's always in the back of my brain. I, I want this to be a live call-in show. Maybe every once in a while, we'll, we'll test those waters again. But what we do nowadays is we sort of unpack some news uh, that's been going on as it relates to the world of vaping, tobacco, tobacco control, tobacco harm reduction, and the such as. I'm a freedom guy. First and foremost, I like to say that right out of the gate. I'm a registered libertarian, so that's the lens that a lot of this news is going to get viewed through, as they say. But welcome. Thank you guys for being here. Cherokee Vapor, I see you there in the chat. Addy Tooney's here. Poon Sauce is here. Good Lord. Well, someone else is here. We have a very special guest today. Without any further ado, I'm just going to bring her on board. It's Danielle Jones. What up? The great and powerful Back Danielle again. Jones. Back again. How's it feel? You know, I feel like your viewers are probably getting bored of me. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, they're not. In fact, I saw someone in the chat. I set up the stream er, like early in the morning, like 9, 10 in the morning. And someone had left a comment in the chat that, was, that said something like, it's the advocacy dynamic duo. Grim Green, Danielle <laughs> Jones. I was like, I'll take that. That's cool. I'll, I'll, be, I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it. I'll be part of an advocacy dynamic duo. So uh, before I guess we really get into the meat of why we're here today, which that is youth vaping is down. I mean, that's a it thing. Is. Youth vaping is down. It is a thing. Verifiably down. There's a few things I wanted to mention right off the top. I'm going to mention this in, in every stream moving forward. The Veritas cohort study still going on. I will leave a link in the description. If you fit this criteria, if you're in these certain areas, uh, let me double check where these certain areas are. Uh, Nashua, New Hampshire, Boston, Massachusetts, the Toronto area and Canada, Northwest Georgia and Tennessee, as well as Washington, D.C. If you are a current vapor and you have smoked less than 1,000 cigarettes total in your life, then you can be a part of this study. It's uh, it's going to be a really good thing if they can get enough people to do it. Uh, it's very non-intrusive. It's like one check-in thing, like a year, and then every three months that you do like a questionnaire type of thing. Uh, I, I would highly suggest, I mean, if you fit this criteria, please, you could be a part of history. You could be a part of a huge, uh, a huge study. So like I said, I'll throw a link to that in the description. Um, and there is, here, I'll just put this over my face. There is still an active CASA call to action for the vape mail. We it's still going on. Keep vape mail. This is to oppose uh, S1253. And since we have someone from CASA here, anything else you want to throw on top? I would say just keep those messages going. Um, yeah. We don't we don't really, as far as uh, from the last update, they're just kind of hanging on to it. We're not real sure what's going on, but uh, keep the messages. Keep the pressure on. Keep keep the pressure on. Keep And you can do it like multiple times. Oh, sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah. That's not going to. Yeah. Just, just keep doing it's it. It's fine. Yeah. It's keep fine. Sending, keep sending messages. Keep you sending can messages. Call them too. Just wait it around. Like send an email. 
call them, write a letter, and then sure. start over. Send sure. an email. <laughs> yeah. Just go through the whole cycle. Go through the whole cycle yeah. and uh, protect vape mail. Now, this is S1253 is a big bipartisanly supported uh, sort of bill from what I understand. It was a Republican from Texas that started it and it instantly got massive bipartisan support. We just, yeah. nobody knows when it's going to get voted on. That's like the big question nope. looming over everybody's head. Correct. No idea. So that's a thing. That's a still an active call to action. So yeah, with those two, yeah, save vape mail, green-eyed lady. Do it. It takes very little effort to take the, to do the call to action. Very little effort. Um, so like I said, I'll have a link in the description to both the Veritas cohort study and the CASA save the vape mail still active call to action but now oh we're going to talk about the national youth tobacco survey you know before i became a vapor or in like being sort of an advocate this is something i never even thought about before was never concerned with never heard the term national youth tobacco survey you no i'd never heard of it never and, and is it something you ever thought that you'd be like digging into and like disseminating information from? <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's like fall time is NYTS time and we're yeah. like on the lookout. Like yep. what is that even? <laughs> it's know. survey season. It's survey season. So it is, so the New York, New York, the national U, when I see NY together. I know, I know, I know. It just becomes New York in my head. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. It's just a weird thing. So is the national, I almost did it again, is the National Youth Tobacco Survey, the National Youth Tobacco Survey is different from like the R, R, YRBS, YRBS. The YRBS. Yeah, so the, right, so they're two different, they're both done by um, the CDC. Um, okay. But I believe it's like different segments because the CDC has a lot of departments, right? So right, right. Um, the YRBS, which stands for the Youth Risk Behavior Surveillance, oh. uh, which is creepy. Surveillance. Surveillance. Yep. That one is uh, a more inclusive survey that also covers other topics um, that could affect, you know, the health of youth. For example, you know, drug use or behaviors right. like whether you ride in a car with a seatbelt or sexual activity or lots of other things. Right. So well, you text, a, maybe while you text while you're driving, right. that exactly. stuff's included. It's a lot of different behaviors. It also includes tobacco and vaping in it, but there's a, a larger focus there. It's, you know, anything that is risky behavior that youth do, essentially. Sure. Um, and then the NYTS, which is the National Youth Tobacco Survey, focuses specifically on tobacco. That survey is done yearly. The YRBS is done every two years. So that's the other thing to note. So we just got the mm. YRBS for 2019. I didn't know that. So all of that data is from last year. Before that, it was the 2017. You know, they only do it every two years. I like that survey better than the NYTS. So it's yeah. a bummer to me that it's only, you know, every other year. But NYTS is every year. Um, they conduct, both surveys are conducted in schools. Um, they, you know, pick a sampling of schools across the country. I think it usually ends up being something like 20,000 students that they say that's their sample size, essentially okay. somewhere in, in there. This and is then they for the youth risk, that. the youth risk behavior. Uh, both of them. I think NYTS is about 20, somewhere in the teens or 20,000. It depends on the, on the year. Um, but 
it's not usually more than 20,000 is from what I remember. And that's why I always liked the UK surveys better mm -hmm. because they sampled like 60,000. Yeah, much broader. So the bigger your sample size, exactly. The bigger your sample size is always better. Just mm. always across the board. A bigger sample size is always better. Um, their sample size, you know, isn't as big as others, but sure. that's, that's sure. what they do. That's what we have. That's what we're going with. So. Does the UK do the same like age demographics as far as, you know, the, the National Youth Tobacco Survey does what, like fifth grade or sixth grade through 12th grade? Yeah, they do. Well, they do National Youth Tobacco. I think they they definitely do middle school and high school. I don't know that they actually break it down by grade. I, I don't remember that, at least not in the, because yeah, sure. there's raw data and then there's data that they publish, right? So right. in the published data, I don't, typically recall seeing a breakdown by grade um the yrbs does to a certain extent with some things it just all studies are different but it's primarily middle school versus high school is how they typically do it uh, with the uk though i'm trying to remember here let's see i pull up my uk yeah sure stuff. sure i didn't i didn't I expect think... you to have that off the top of your head <laughs> And I'm not I've trying got to stop you. in my folder. You. Remember, we talked about our folders. I've got it in my folder. Yeah, in my folder. Meanwhile, Stan in with the super chat. Uh, fucking John Corrin. Yeah. And he's pushing hard for re-election this year in Texas. Tell him you are not supporting him. Now, yeah, he's the author of S1253, the vape mail ban. Right, Look, Cornyn. Yeah, vote with your votes. Vote with your dollars and vote with your votes. Uh, Baby Doe, that's very gracious of you. Let's go, boys. Uh, beginning of stream gang. Yeah, beginning of stream gang. You get all the dangle clacks up front. <laughs> right. All the dangle clacks up front. Yeah, so the UK breaks it down differently. Um, from what I see, they have 11 to 16-year-olds. So that sounds oh, okay. to me like middle school. Yeah. It depends on, like, you've got UK, you've got Great Britain, you've got Wales, and then Scotland sure. does 13 years or older. Um, 15 years and older. So everybody is sure. slightly different, but it's sure. the same middle school, high school, you know, ages that they're looking at. Yeah, that's very interesting. And shockingly, the, the UK study never really comes to the same conclusions that the National Youth Tobacco Survey comes to. That's correct. I actually I did a graph once upon a time that I didn't Ooh, really do yes. a whole lot with. <laughs> Danielle graph. Give me a graph. Um, but essentially, like, they're, they unlike typically the nyts up until fairly recently didn't ever bother to list frequency they only and we talk about this a lot right because when they say current vaping yeah being a current vapor in the current in use. the eyes of current this use. survey right yeah. current use means that you have vaped at least one time in the last 30 days prior to taking this survey so even right. if you borrowed and took a puff off your friends one time, you are considered a current user right. for this survey. That's um, so ridiculously misleading, I think. I agree with you, especially since youth experimentation rates are astronomical, as we all know. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like the YRBS survey better is because they have always broke it down by frequency. So they do, they do also do current, but then oh, they do okay. frequent, they do daily, you know, they've got all of those things in there. The UK does the same thing. They look at ever or in current, frequent, you know, ever current and frequent, you know, they break it down more so you can actually see because 
you want you i have more concern about somebody who's doing it like every day yeah or every single 20 day out of the last 30 days rather than somebody who might have done it once yeah it's twice. just such a vague such a vague bucket to th throw someone in you know oh oh you you did it once that makes you a current user that's crazy to me it's it's purposefully misleading i don't know where's my tinfoil hat it seems a little misleading I mean... it seems like an easy way to just say to the public well oh, look at all these youths that are vaping current users they call them current users even if it's just once right, twice that sounds like Right. That sounds like daily. A current user sounds like somebody who is habitually using it, right? Right. But that's not the case in this. No. But they do differentiate current user and daily user, right? Like daily use is its own bucket in the National Youth Tobacco Survey. This year, it is. Historically, they have not. So if you're talking about 2018 and like prior, right. they didn't really ever release that information. In 2019 was the first time that I saw that they actually published frequency. You, you know, they didn't, they never really talked about it. It was in the raw data. If you're like Dr. Brad Radu and you can like right. download this giant data set, you have <laughs> right. special software to analyze like, it. Uh, yeah, it's, all, it's in there. Right. But for the average, you know, person, for the most part, we rely on the data sets that the FDA analyzes themselves or CDC analyzes and puts out. Um, and they never really reported frequency at all prior to 2018, to my knowledge, that I ever saw. Uh, 2019, they started doing frequent. And then this year, they actually did frequent and daily. So maybe oh, they saw my articles. I don't know. Yeah. Do you influence the CDC? Wow. It's just probably seems, not. It seems like that would be important information that they would want to know. I mean, and they do, they've had it this whole time. They just don't share that. That's not like what they put in their press releases, right? They just put, right. they've typically just put current vaping in their press releases. Yeah. Yeah. Current vaping. Well, we got Trey Watt in with the super chat here. I'm a huge Danielle Jones fan. Yeah, he is. And you too, Nick, loving this episode. Thank you for being here, Trey. I appreciate you. We got 9-4 vape. Just said, hey, Nick and Danielle. Hey, what's up, 9-4? How you doing, bro? Chilling, chilling. Um, one thing I wanted to mention real quickly that Danielle reminded me of before we jump too far into this is I mentioned this in a vlog, I think like two weeks ago, but the GTNF, the Global Tobacco and Nicotine Forum is yes. happening. Uh, it's sort of an online speakers and presenters and the whole discussion is around Tobacco, nicotine, tobacco control, things like that. Alex Clark from CASA, from CASA, he did the, yeah, clap for Alex Clark. Uh, love Alex Clark. He was on the show once, even though it was just a dangle clack fueled nightmare, but he's been here before. We have to get back, him back on now that it's simmered down a little bit. But he did like, exactly. he did the keynote for it. Um, there's going to be other people speaking. It's free to register. Uh, yes. Danielle, do you want to speak to that? CASA sent out an email for it. Yeah. So we did send out a mass email. If you're a CASA member, you will have an email. Uh, you should have it already. It was sent out yesterday with instructions on how to register. If you are not a member, you should be. Mm -hmm. um, but you can go to um, go to CASA's Twitter 
or the daily heads up post from yesterday on our website. And that also has instructions. It's free. You just have to like, you know, fill out some information, give it your email address. They'll send you a login and then you can get in uh, the replays. So Alex gave one of the keynotes this morning, very, very early in the morning. Yeah. Um, too but early. You can watch the, they're going to, right. Too, too early for me. Early. It was, too it was early, a little Alex. early for me. I love me. you, Alex. I'm sorry. That's too early. <laughs> um, but they'll have replays up of these, you know, all of these speeches and the recordings of everything for about a month. Um, so if you, I'm, as soon as they put the replay up, I'm watching that. And then he's on another panel tonight um, at, I believe, 645 Pacific time. Um, so it's a little late for the East Coasters. But yeah, yeah, he's got two different things that he's doing today. So register. It's free. And then you can watch all of these wonderful keynotes and speeches and panels that a ton of people are on. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it seems like a really big deal. Uh, I've been interested to see like there's some kind of information and stuff coming out from it. Uh, you know, I've seen uh, uh, Charles Gardner had posted a few things about it, uh, and and a few other people have posted like a few screen screen grabs and pictures. And there's been some interesting stuff coming out of it. Do they do mm-hmm. this every year? Mm-hmm. Is this like a yearly thing? They do. And typically it's in person. It's an actual conference. Right. But, you right. Know, with COVID and everything, it's mm-hmm. all virtual. And it's the way that they're doing it this year is pretty interesting because it is global. Right. <laughs> so yeah. they've actually got it's almost streaming 24 seven, depending on the time zone, essentially. So wow. they've got events going like all day, all night, and they structure it based on like where the speakers live. So, you know, there's a bunch of America's, you know, events yeah. that are in normal hours that we're awake. And then you've got like other, you know, Asian or, you know, other areas of the world. Yeah, so sure, there's sure. a lot of content, a lot of speakers, a lot of panels. Yeah. Some pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. And there's going to be a lot of information coming out of this. Um, I'll, I'm sure we, I don't, I'm not sure where the replays are going to be. I'm sure those will be easy enough to track down. I'll try to get some links. There's a toolbar at the top. It says replays. Once you get your login and you log into it, after oh, okay. you register, there's, it's real easy. Okay. Awesome. Well, cool. So I'll have some links down in the description for that, but Alex Clark is speaking and that's, I think that's huge. I think that's great. Yep. And I love Alex. And I know without even watching it, I know he did a good job. Oh, uh, for sure. For right. Sure. 100%. 100%. Um, so I just wanted to mention that real quick with some super chats. Vaping with the super cloud says, G'day, Nick. G'day, Danielle. Watching from Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Chilling with a coffee and a vape. Boosh. Yo, yo. That's right. Vaping with the super clouds. Appreciate you being here, bro. You know, next week, uh, next week on this Tuesday, bro, Tuesday, we're going to be having Colin Mendelson on, bro. He's, we're going to be talking all about Australia, everything that's going on over there with Greg Hunt and the nicotine ban and how nicotine poisonings are up, even though they're not up. He's just saying they're up. Should be real interesting. Should be a real interesting time. Uh, I got another one here from Logan Exhales. Uh, Danielle is just the absolute best. Yeah, duh. Thanks for being amazing, Danielle. Nick's cool too, I guess. Uh, look, I know. I, that's fine. I'll play second fiddle to Danielle Jones any day of the week. I uh, got one from Mike Williams. There we go. With the dynamic duo on the scene, we shall prevail. Yes. <laughs> it's just you and me, Danielle. We're going to we're going to we're going to take this taking whole system down. Yeah, taking on the world. We're just trying to do the best we can, Mike Williams, but I appreciate you being here. Um, in other news, youth vaping is down. If the CDC is, is to be believed, youth vaping is down. And it's it how is. substantially down is it? 
I hear conflicting so things, you see. So it's it's a little like it requires math, honestly, yeah, which to I'm understand. Yeah. It's because they do they do this very tricky thing where they report percentages of percentages. Yeah. So to give you an example, I'll I'll tell you what yes. I mean. Okay. So they're reporting that this 2020 mm -hmm. um, current vaping, right? So if we remember our definition, that is, uh, I'm going to talk about high schoolers right now. So sure, high sure. schoolers who have vaped even once uh, in the 30 days prior to taking this survey, which by the way, the survey was conducted between January and March of this year. So it was right, right so before the shutdown. Pre, Pre-shutdown, pre-quarantine. Pre-shutdowns. That's yes, I think is a critical piece of the puzzle that people aren't taking into consideration when I say that youth vaping's down. I hear replies from on Facebook and Twitter where they say, well, of course, because quarantine and COVID. And I'm saying, no, this is, this is before uh, that. This exactly. is before that. Um, so they're reporting that high school current vaping is at 19.6%, mm. which is definitely lower than the previous year, 2019, where it was at 27.5%. Though that's pretty so substantially got, down. Yeah, we've got 27.5 down to basically 19.5, essentially, if you want to round a little bit. So that's a pretty steep you know, decline. But then where it gets tricky is what they'll say. And I I feel that I know why they do this, but they report percentages of percentages. Yes. So, for example, of the 19.6% of current vapor users, current. they'll say that 38.9% of them frequently vape. Well, 38.9 right. sounds high, right? That sounds yep. like kind of a high number, but that's because it's 38.9% of the 19.6%. So if you want to do actual percentages, which is what I spend part of my days doing, right? <laughs> yes. Your frequent use, if you're talking about the entirety of high schoolers, those who vape frequently, which is 20 or more days out of the previous 30, is at 7.6%. That's what you're now they're going to call it 38.9 because right. it's a percent of a percent. But the actual percent of high schoolers is 7.6. They do that just to have the higher percentage, right? I mean, that's why they I, do that's it. what I believe. That's that is my opinion is that is why they it's do so that. they can because have 7.6 high... doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound worrisome, right? No, no. And they do the all. same thing with with daily, right? So they're, what they reported for daily was that, oh, of current users, that's the key that you have to look out for. Mm -hmm. Of current users, 22.5% vape daily. Yes. Okay. Well, if we extrapolate that math, what that means is that 4.4% of all high schoolers report vaping on a daily basis. 44 4.4%. And did they 4. give, 4. so this is just high schoolers. That's high schoolers. I have middle school if you want that too. I have the same data for middle school as well. Yeah. And I noticed that, see, Time reported on this. Um, a lot of people reported on this. New York Times reported on this. It's behind a paywall, so I couldn't, I didn't read it. Yeah. But Time reported on it and they reported in a completely different way and they just use like numbers. They just say 2 million oh, fewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed that to kinda, 
Yeah. The percentages, right? Yeah, as opposed so, to like percentages. And I'm the nerd that like back engineers their math to figure out the total number of, I'm not kidding you. This is what I do. I have a spreadsheet and I'm like, okay, these are the data points I have. Now I need to do algebra to figure out the missing ones. And that's literally what I do. So I backtrack, you know, so they're talking, they're saying that for this year's high schoolers, they had like 15.4 million. And that this year's right. middle schoolers, they had 11.7 million. That's total, like what they're basing that on. And then right. they'll do, you know, so, right. So you'll say, oh, okay, there's 3 million high schoolers current vaping, like right. oh, 3 right. million, right? But that's out of a total of 15.4 million. So yeah, I have all those sure. breakdowns too, because sure. I want to be able to figure out other math, right? Yeah. You need to know these totals to figure out the math. So I'm algebraing it up over here. Yeah, see, look, algebra. I never took algebra. Thankfully, Danielle Jones took algebra. If you want to understand some of this stuff, you need to (laughs) solve for X a few times. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a little bit of solving for X going on here. A little bit of solving for X. And it seems like, Mm -hmm. okay, so they did they give uh, middle school? They gave mid- yes. middle school vaping numbers. And this is this is what they led with. Like, this is all the information we have so far, correct, from the National Youth Tobacco Survey. We don't know any smoking numbers. Nothing. Or anything. Nothing they just on did anything vaping. except vaping, which they've never done before. I am a little perplexed. I have some theories about what that means. Sure. Let's dive <sighs> the, into them. The... The really frustrating thing about the National Youth Tobacco Survey is that they never, since I've been tracking, they never report it in the same way twice. Like, they never use the same, like, numbers twice. They always release different things at different times. So this year, they only put the vaping data out. Nothing else. No smoking, no cigars, no hookah, no pipe tobacco, nothing. In previous years, they've always released combustible data with vaping data. Right. Why are you doing that? Right. So last year they released frequent use, but the year before they only did current. And now this year they're doing current, frequent and daily. Like it's never the same (laughs) twice. It's so frustrating. So if you're like trying to draw parallels between like multiple years, for example, like someone who likes to make graphs, it's infuriating because from what they release, right? Because I'm not Dr. Radu and I can't like crunch this raw data. I don't yeah. have that software or that training. Um, I'm, I'm working with like data sets that don't match up. And part of me feels like they do that on purpose so that layman's like me can't be like, wait a minute. You know yeah. what I mean? Hmm, like, I see something wrong with this, uh, with this math and this weird presentation of, of data. And it, so in, in years past, Correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't they released just all of the data at once, like predating uh, vaping? So even go back to like 2012 or something like that, 2013. Haven't that? Didn't so, someone someone told me that they just released it all at once, and then after vaping came around, they started sort of doing this staggered release of what they feel is is important. That I don't know the answer know. to because I wasn't I wasn't you know yeah, looking at the NYTS back then. Um, from when I've been paying attention to it, they've always done three releases essentially. So the okay. first release is around now. It's typically like early fall. 
-hmm. And that is the preliminary. So if you recall the year that vaping was declared a youth epidemic, Epidemic. that was that first data set that Gottlieb put out, right? Like, oh no, it's at youth epidemic levels. And we only got a little bit of data. They always do that early fall, at least uh, the past few years that I've been paying attention. Sure. Then they'll do a second release in like October that is uh, still their cherry picked data, but Mm -hmm. a more inclusive, they'll have more like the max, I would say that they put out for the layman. So it's a little sneak peek and then more of the full set, which has, you know, all the breakdowns of everything. And then in the spring of the following year, they will release the full data, the raw data, which people like Dr. Radu can then download, put into their magic software and pull any information you want. So it's always been three releases that I'm aware of. It's like your sneak peek hype moment. A couple right. months later, okay, here's all of it. And then a lot of months later, here's everything for all the researchers. And I've heard theories that potentially the reason why there's such a delay for that final raw data dump could be because like the uh, the researchers who conduct this work for the CDC, mm-hmm. they may have sort of an agreement where like they get to be the only ones with the data for a certain period of time so that they can publish the papers that they want to publish. It's sort of like payment in a way that sure, could be sure, something, sure. which isn't necessarily like, um, you know, malicious or anything like that. It's just that they did the hard work, so they should be the only ones with access to the data so they can publish papers and get in journals and la la la. So right. that could be an explanation for why it takes so long for the raw dump to come out. But the first two, I'm not real clear on why. Like, if they're doing this sneak peek analysis, I have to imagine they've already analyzed all of it. Like, right. come on. You know? Yeah. Why are you making us wait? Well, and the and I feel like the really crummy part of that is they start like they start like shaping policy based oh, on yes. right. Like they start shaping policy based on just this preliminary data data mm-hmm. that's unbelievable to me it, and it's honestly uh, i mean if you talk to people like michelle minton or other people like that's ridiculous like you don't yeah. do that no you don't you don't base stuff off of preliminary data you look at the entire set you know what i mean like it's just it's silly it's like that stanford study right like yep let's try to the good old raja trying to put forth new policy on the dumbest study ever yeah. like S- heavy air quotes there on that heavy air study. quotes uh it's infuriating we got baby doe here with the super chat i'm 19 but i started vaping when i was 14 uh-oh there were no restrictions in my province would it be controversial to ask your stance on my legal ability to vape at that time i started smoking at eight years old Eight years old. That's a that's a young age to start smoking. That is very young. Definitely. Uh, look, I don't. It, it this is a real gray area for me. If you're if you're a smoker and you pick up vaping to to stop smoking, then that is just a win, and it's just a win. Now, there are laws in place. Now, in the United States, we have Tobacco 21 before, you know, it was 18 years old. And there were, I mean, I talked to people who were 15, 16 years old who were smokers who started vaping and it was illegal for them to do either of them. 
But in my opinion, if you're doing something illegal, you might as well choose the less harmful illegal option. Right. I mean, that's what makes the most sense to me. I don't think we should punish someone for wanting to quit smoking because we're, I mean, either way it's illegal. (laughs) I mean, it's true. And realistically, why are, why are you trying to age gate harm reduction? Yeah. I mean, why are you trying to, we're not trying to encourage anybody to do any of them, but if you're already doing the worst one. Yeah. If you're already doing the worst one and you're already uh, addicted to tobacco, cigarettes, combustion, then shit. Choose the less harmful option. Choose the less harmful option, baby doe. Um, appreciate that, baby doe. Got light bear here. Very gracious of you. This awesomeness can only exist when the empire, when the empire and the rebellion have a common enemy. Always great info when Danielle's on. Thank you for having her. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This awesomeness can only exist when the empire and the rebellion have a common enemy. Who's their common Wait, enemy? One of us. One of them. Like, are you the, am I the empire and you're the rebellion and we're both fighting tobacco control? It could, that could be, I don't know. Maybe big tobacco is the empire. Yeah, you definitely could. Maybe big tobacco is the empire. We're the rebellion and our common enemy is tobacco control. Oh, Oh, that would make sense. That could be a thing. That could be a thing, Light Bear. I appreciate that. Wired talk with Big G. Appreciate that. Is that Boba Fett on his underwear behind Danielle? Uh, yes, that's Boba Fett in his underwear behind Danielle. Methinks she has a bit of a Boba fetish. <laughs> Those Come are vinyl now. and vapor drawings. Yeah, that's our uh, that's our dear friend Eric, vinyl and vapor. Uh, I have his Chewbacca in the denim jacket. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones that he's done, but he's done like the oh, little kid stormtrooper. One's... Right there. You just can't see it. Just barely off camera. But yeah, he did some Star Wars drawings. And that's, you know, that's a little Boba Fett with the, just in his undies hanging out. <laughs> it's like it, They're great. I think he did his kid, right? Like that was his son who he kind yes. of like drew. And then with the, yeah. So it's not actually, it's his son. You know. Yeah. That's come on. Him. Get your head out of the gutter wired with talk big G. I, I wouldn't say I have a Boba Fett fetish. I would definitely say I have a BB-8 fetish. That yeah. It's a An true story. Argument could be made. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Pippa's Live. That's very gracious of you. Australia Up in Smoke is a documentary about our situation coming soon on my Pippa's Live channel featuring Bogan, Bates, Dr. Colin, Dr. Joe, and Vapors. You rock grim. Yeah, I just saw. Did you see the trailer for that, uh, Danielle I Jones? didn't. It's been floating around Mm-mm. Twitter. But yeah, there's a documentary coming up uh, about the, the vape fight that's happening in uh in Australia, the trailer looks pretty compelling. I'll keep an eye out for that. I want to watch it. Yeah, it looks to be pretty cool. Uh, one more super chat here from Sensor Yetkin. Hi, Grim from Scotland. Love you, bruh. Not as much as I love you, Sensor Yetkin. Sensor Yetkin is the most Star Wars name that I've ever heard. Commander Sensor Yetkin. Appreciate that from Scotland. I- Sensor Yetkin. Oh, good Lord. Um, yeah, so middle school kids. Did we talk about the middle school kids yet? Um, not. No, we didn't. So the middle school, their current vaping rate. Okay, middle school has always been abysmally low. Like this yeah. is just a true story. Really very and low. And they... Very low. And a lot of times CDC doesn't even address it because it's so low it's boring. 
Right. Um, I mean, but, even last year wasn't regular like daily use like not even one percent. It was like point six percent or something in in middle schools. Like see, smokers, the transition to vaping was terribly low. What I don't even think it was up. Oh, there. So their their percentage of uh, frequent vaping. So that's twenty frequent. plus days for middle school right. was one point nine percent. Okay, one point nine percent. One point nine percent. Abysmally low. Right. Well, what are they saying in twenty twenty? So, what happened in twenty twenty here? So their current vaping in twenty nineteen for middle school was ten point five. This mm-hmm. year it's four point seven. Oh. And that's Less current than 5%. use. That's current. So if you break it down to frequent, you are at less than 1%, 0.94. And then if you want to go to daily, so middle schoolers using daily, you're at not even half a percent, 0.44%. Ha! Huh. And I'm guessing that the smoking rates are going to be even lower than they were last year. Well, I mean... I would have to assume that's so I have a that's part of my theory as to why they didn't like release the smoking data. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm clearly biased against these survey people. Right. But <laughs> yeah. I've never not seen them give out preliminary tobacco, like combustible tobacco use data. And they didn't even they gave no tobacco combustible or otherwise because they measure smokeless as well. Sure, um, and there's sure. just nothing. It's only the vaping data. And I don't know if they're just, you know, hyping off of, you know, vaping is what people are talking about or if it's because the combustible tobacco use is so abysmally low. Because if we look, we talked about the YRBS data a little bit, right? Right. And their smoking is included in that. Right. Smoking is included. Now, this is last year, to be fair. um, But where did I put my graph? Hang on one second. That's okay. Graphs. Love a good Danielle Jones graph. So smoking for 2019, according to YRBS, um, you had, let's see, smoked cigarettes at least once. So current smoking was down to 6% and daily smoking was 1.1% for high schoolers for last year. So I would have to imagine that NYTS is reporting around that, if not lower. Yeah, around that's a good estimation to make, around that, if not lower. And this is something I think we had talked about uh, prior to this, was if smoking had gone anywhere but down, I feel like that's the data that they would have led with. You I know, agree. Smoking's up. Just for that yep. shock value. Because they would have... Exactly. They would have said like, oh, vaping's down, but smoking's up. Look at the gateway, right? Like that's, they would have said something like that. So I have to assume that it's down. I mean, I could, I could a hundred percent be wrong. I'm assuming that they're smart at marketing, right? They have been sort of thus far. So assuming that they're smart at marketing, that's, that would be the direction that, you know, if I were an evil tobacco control person, that's what I would do. Um, <laughs> you know, so I would put it out first and then look, oh, Gateway, they're vaping less, but smoking more. Look, we yeah. were right. Gateway, Stanton Glance was right. Stanton Glance was yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But they even still. I mean, still, you touched all those ladies, but. They, uh, yeah. 
Well, he definitely did. Um, but he was right about the gateway. They lead, they include, where was I reading this? Was This was on the FDA site. See, this data is in multiple different places. And depending on where you yeah. go, you get a slightly little bit different like version of it. Exactly. That's why I go straight for the downloadable PDF that just has everything they've put out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't go for that. I just, I need someone to summarize it for me. Just summarize it for me. Um, but in one of these, they mentioned, they still mention the gateway theory. They still mention the gateway effect saying, well, even though vaping's down, it's still really high and it can lead to other addictions and can lead to this, that, and the other. Right. Uh, right. And, they do do that. And the thing that they, so this is how they, they spun it, right? Because they're evil marketing people. Yeah. They were like, oh, overall vaping is down, but use of pod devices increased, right? Yeah. They talk, because they also gave us data about the popularity of the type of device that these kids are using and also flavors, popularity of different yeah, flavor the categories. Flavors. So they use that to try to like make it sound scary, right? So they're Hysterical. like, well, it's true that youth vaping has decreased. Popularity of pod devices has increased by 500%, right. you know, like <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they do. Yeah, these, these insane numbers. And you even get into some question, no, I don't know, questionable percentages because when they even when they talk about flavors, they they're talking about percentages of percentages. So you can see, Correct. oh well, fruit up sixty six percent, like sixty six percent of kids are using fruit vapes. But really, that's not it's not sixty six percent of no. kids are using fruity vapes. No, because when you talk about a percent of increase, that's not a percent. That's a math is so hard, you guys. Okay, it is for me. So. Right. So if you have like something is 5% and then the next year something is 10%, that there's a percent increase there, but it's not five, right? It's not just, you know, five plus five. You, when you talk about a percent of increase, five to 10, Everything I think I would be a 100% increase, if I'm not mistaken. Somebody who's math oriented. But so there's even weirder percents of percents when you're talking about a percent growth. That's a completely different percent. Oh it doesn't relate to a number of children. You know you what know, I mean? It's math is confusing. I have even less confidence in my math ability after that last statement. Everything I know is wrong. Everything I know yeah, is wrong. If, if they're talking about, you know, a, a the percent of increase. Mm-hmm. That that's just an entirely different thing. Like it's like I said, I think if you go from five to somebody in chat, hopefully can math also. If you go from five percent to ten percent, I believe that's considered it, you're double, right? That's yes. considered a one hundred percent increase, right? So when you talk about like a three hundred percent increase, typically that means like the number has tripled. Let's say for example or something. It sounds scarier than it can actually be when you look at the actual numbers. Yes. So, but it's they crazy. do that with fruit or they do that with flavors among current right. users of flavored pre-filled pods or cartridges. The most commonly used flavor, 66% reported fruit. Right. But that's 66% of that 19.6%. That's right. what you have to remember. And it gets even lower. This is the part that surprised me was that mint and menthol, which was, you know, a year ago, six months ago, Everyone thought all the youth were using mint and menthol. It turns out that those are the least popular flavor types. 
Yeah, what did they, I'm trying to look at it too. So fruit is at 73.1% of those who currently vaped. Right. I think mint was in second place at 55.8%. Uh, menthol, which I wouldn't expect any kid to be able to differentiate between yeah. mint and menthol personally. Mint and menthol so is basically the there. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. So menthol at 37% and candy desserts or other, next page, sweets at 36.4%. Again, those are percents of percents, right? right? So your totals are actually significantly smaller than that because you're talking about 36 or 70% of 19.6%. Which that just hurts my brain to even think about that. So if it's purpose. easier, I mean, they do, honestly. Yeah, yeah. If it's easier to think about it, if you think about, if you want the raw number breakdown, the current vaping is essentially 3 million kids. That's what you're talking about. So right. if you look at those flavor percentages, you know, when it says 36% like sweets, it's 36% of 3 million, of 3 million, not of the 15 million, uh, you know, high school students that exist in the United States, but right. of those 3 million who reported current vaping. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry. I hope uh, that I'm like doing a good job of explaining it because no, math is lame and boring. You are. And I'm thankful that you've done the math there. You know, there's a great subreddit called someone did the math and I, I go to it all. It's fantastic. And that's you're my someone did the math. <laughs> someone did the math. Um, they talk about, they say consistent with 2019 pre-filled pods or cartridges were the most commonly used device type in 2020. Uh, in 2020, however, during the 2019-2020, disposable e-cigarette use increased approximately 1,000%. Right. Exactly. But that 1,000% right. exactly. number is kind of hogwash, right? It is because it's a percent of increase. So it, it it's – and here's the here's the crappy part. In last year, in 2019, they didn't put out the breakdown of the type of mods, so I can't tell you what that is because they release different information every year, okay? <laughs> it's so annoying. So annoying. They didn't give us this data last year, so I don't know what last year's was. They didn't. So I noticed that this year, I thought it was different that they, that they said, okay, pre-filled, disposables. They even include tanks and mod systems. Right. What they call they mod didn't systems. Put that. Yeah. Now they may have asked because here's the other tricky thing about the NYTS. Mm -hmm. They ask a lot more questions than they necessarily publish the data for in the press releases and the stuff that you and I see. So they may have been asking about device types for the past few years, but it's in the raw data and they've never reported it until this year. And that's uh, the really annoying part. Now you could probably can you okay, download last me. year's data in the big data file, send it to Brad. Right. Brad, <laughs> <Have we got, laughs> can you spend a systems? month breaking yeah. this down? <laughs> We're just so curious. Actually, we can, we may be able to reverse engineer that though, because if we have the percent of increase and we have the final person and we have this year's percent, we yeah. might be able to extrapolate last oh. year's percent. Oh. Oh, and so, you know how I do that? I look up percent of increase calculator on Google. Okay. <laughs> That's a thing that I have never Googled. Oh, never I Google Googled all ever. kinds of math things. <laughs> I Google all kinds of math things. Oh man. Okay. 
this would probably take me a hot minute to figure out. Somebody smart could probably do it. Figure out, you know what I mean? If yeah. um, this calculator is giving me the wrong value, you need to solve for x, basically. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you do some hard math right now. I just that what it's one of those like sensational numbers. It's up a thousand percent, and you kind of go, right. all right. Well, what I mean. How, how, how much really is it? And I mean, that's just a device. That's just a device preference. That's the person it's again, like the percentage of the percentage of the current right. users. Cause they even put here, they say, okay, disposable use of the current vapor. So of the 19.6%, it's 26.5, which equates out to 790,000 students. So 790,000 uh, students uh, are using disposables and that's a 1000% increase from whatever it was last year. So the previous, I don't know, somebody figured out been zero what, last year, right? I mean, what is a thousand percent less of 790,000? That's what we would need to know. Right. It's yeah, probably like, I, guess. I don't even something. Michelle is texting me saying she, okay, Michelle, what is a thousand percent? Yeah. 790,000 like I, I would need to google calculators for this I can figure it out eventually but it's not a fast process yes but yeah so if we're talking about less than a million already like yes I get bored if I don't see a million number you know what I mean in these surveys because that's not a lot of kids okay? no like no, that's when we're talking about 15 over 15 million in the United States, high schoolers, less than a million of something is not anything I would consider an epidemic. It's not anything, you know, yeah. might be something you need to look at because, yeah. you know, sure. Alarming. But, it's not alarming. Mm, it's not an epidemic. Well, then they even said oh, the same thing about here saying, <laughs> what did he say? 11 dire thing. <laughs> he said divide by 11. Yeah. Wait, so what I do. 790, one, two, three, divided by 11. Is that Numerator. what I do, Dyer Thing? That gives me 71,818. Is that right, Dyer Thing? I don't know. Is Dyer That's Thing a, 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 yes. a math whiz? I mean, he's a whiz about a lot of stuff, so I feel like by default I trust him on math. So, yeah, if you're talking about an increase from 71,000 kids to 790, so, I mean, that is an increase and yes. it's probably a thousand, you know, a thousand percent, but you're still not even over a million kids. Yeah. So you have to understand math well, and, and the average person watching the news when they hear it increased by a thousand percent. Yeah. You just go, Holy shit. They're talking about less than a million kids, right? Yeah. Like, well, and they said middle school, it increased 400%. Oh yeah. Isn't that right? From 3% to 15.2% among middle school current e-cigarette users. Oh, did they actually give the starting number? Uh, it uh, just says among high school current e-cigarette users, approximately 400% from 3% to 15.2% among middle oh, there school it is. Yeah. current e-cigarette users. Oh, they did. Okay, I got to that section. So a thousand percent increase is an increase from 2.4 to 26.5. And a 400% increase is from 3 to 15.2, right? So right. percentages of increase are very different than the actual starting and ending percentages. Well, I'm glad that's how they report it. Right. 
And that's one of the things that really confused me when I first started looking at this. This is the, I think this is the one that you texted me, you know, uh, like two weeks ago. And I got down here and it was just confusing. It's like, I don't get this a thousand percent. What does that even mean? And then they have this big mm-hmm. chart of fruit, mint, candy, menthol, alcoholic drink, chocolate, some other flavor Yep. in this big chart. And, and they include pre-filled pods, cartridges, disposables, tanks, mod systems, and don't know. I don't know what it was. What's don't know? Don't know. You're vaping <laughs> some flavor at a don't know. Yep. Good thing we're reporting that. And, you know, crafting policy based on that. <laughs> Do you know what else I find interesting? What? On their page, and they act like this is some kind of, they say... More than eight out of 10 current youth e-cig users use flavored e-cigs. Yeah, that... What is an unflavored (laughs) e-cig? All those unflavored puff bars. (laughs) I I would like to know what an unflavored... As an as a hobbyist vapor, I don't even really know how to find an unflavored e-cig. Is there... I mean, I'm sure it exists. Unflavored e-liquid, unflavored pod systems. Nobody makes, Puff Bar doesn't make that. Jewel doesn't make that. What is, so in my mind, I'm like, okay, are we talking about marijuana? Is that what we're talking about? Are we talking about cannabis? Are we talking about THC? Because what nicotine vaporizer is unflavored? And there have been tons of discussions about how it is impossible to know whether or not cannabis vaping is included in this survey. Right, because they didn't uh, they don't differentiate between cannabis vaping and regular vaping. The way that they ask the questions, yeah, is a little vague. You know, it's kind of up to the interpretation of the kid filling out the you know, because if you've got like a THC cart, you're vaping. That's vaping. Sure. Yeah. You might have used it once in the last thirty days. But what is an unflavored e-cig? That's not a thing. That's, that's not, not a thing. That's not that's, a thing that a kid is going to get their hands on. No, not at all. That's not a thing that you could even... No, That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. I feel it's, like DIYers would have to make it. Like, does any <laughs> commercial company sell unflavored whatever? Like, not that I know of. No, not that I've ever heard of. But I think that's interesting. That's an interesting idea that it could be cannabis use like bill godshaw and other people have been talking about it for years like this is not a new phenomenon you can ask michelle minton like there has always been this like very raised eyebrow about how much of these numbers are talking about cannabis vaping especially if you break it down by a particular state for example colorado sure you look at their numbers being significantly higher than like other states for example marijuana is also legal there maybe that's you know a certain percentage of those it's not nicotine vaping it's a different kind of vaping wow that is really very interesting do you think this mm-hmm. do you think the national youth tobacco survey or the i mean do they ask about cannabis use in the yrb youth risk behavioral so, surveillance yes they do they do an interesting thing in the yrbs um so they outwardly like upfront make the same well they they 
the NYTS doesn't, but they actually say like of these vaping numbers that we're telling you, these may include cannabis. Mm. Like they say that they also measure cannabis separately, but they put it out that the vaping numbers may include cannabis. So they're, you know, I don't know if, I think they're not quite, I don't know if the survey designers like don't bother differentiating or they don't know the right lingo to say to the kids to differentiate like you know but the yrbs they say may include we we can't we can't uh you know eliminate the possibility that thc vaporizers are included in this i feel like that's something that everybody would want to know I feel like that's something that they would want to know. I feel like that's something that mm-hmm. that consumers would want to know, that concerned parents would also desire to know. Right. Because if I'm a teenager, vaping marijuana is way more fun than vaping nicotine. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 200%. I mean... So, yeah, we've always never been able to know for certain if it's not included in there. That's always been a caveat of these. And, of course, they won't say it, that YRBS does, but NYTS doesn't really talk about it. Right. Wow. That's unbelievable. They're they're vaping. Yeah, it's just just vaping. It's just that big blanket term of just Mm -hmm. vaping. Like eating. Yeah, eating. Eating up. Eating. A thousand percent. Could cause salmonella poisoning did you Mm -hmm. know that eating could cause salmonella poisoning oh you want to know eating what well that's not important yeah that's not eating so you should should just stop eating yeah you know yeah just just could you imagine if that's what the fda put out when there was like a salmonella outbreak of like romaine lettuce yeah seriously all salad salad is contaminated with salmonella like which all one salad. though? <laughs> nope. Just all salad. Avoid all salads. All just avoid all salads. Stop eating. It's the only true way to be safe. Pretty much. It's to stop and that's basically eating. what they're doing. I mean, that's essentially what they're doing. Vaping right. is a verb, right? Like, right. Vaping is a verb. It can apply to different substances. M- multiple different substances. Well, and it seems like what's happening is it... At the end of all of this, even though vaping is, you know, declined down, however percentage you want to say it, however two million people you want to say it, it seems like that doesn't matter. It seems like they're just saying, well, sure, yeah, youth vaping's down a little bit, but nothing's really changing. We're still going to enforce this. We're still going to go after this. This this doesn't matter. There's a however in there if you read it. It says, in September 2020, FDA and CDC released findings from the 2020 National Youth Tobacco Survey showing that 1.8 million fewer U.S. youth are currently using e-cigarettes compared to last year. However, (laughs) 3.6 million youth are still currently using e-cigarettes. Moreover, we keep going. There's a moreover. The data shows an alarming increase in the number of youth who use disposable (laughs) e-cigarettes. However, and moreover. However, and a moreover. In the same in the same paragraph. In the same paragraph. An alarming right. and this is more than moreover and more than however, my least favorite thing that I read in the National Youth Tobacco Survey is that word uptick. Oh, I just hate that word. It just bothers me. Yeah. 
New York to National Youth, New York. I did it again. National Youth Tobacco Survey data shows an alarming uptick in use of disposable e-cigarettes by youth, specifically in 2020. I think, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to go, oh, well, if you've banned pods and whatever mint and menthol and mango they were using before, then they're going to get them somewhere. So they're going to go to, like the vapor in me goes, oh, yeah, of course they switched to disposables. Of course they did. Yeah. Right? It's it's nearly the same thing. Yeah, it's nearly the same thing. Well, FDA is going to still send out warning letters. FDA is still going to take swift action. You know, nobody's celebrating lower youth vaping rates. I'm sure when we see low youth smoking rates, no they're going to have celib- something negative to say about that. Yeah, they're going to have something negative to say about that. Uh, we got a super chat from Ranger Man. Uh, youth vaping is down? Technically, yes, exactly. But so what? So what? That's kind of what they're saying. That's what it feels That's like they're exactly saying. That's exactly what they're but saying. So what? So what? And is there what? any like speculation or postulation as to like why? Because this is. I mean, there weren't any, yeah, why is it down? Flavor bans, tobacco 21, are youth just, were they just curious and trying it and now they've lost interest? I think there's potentially a lot of explanations and there's three that I, I think could be either a combination of, or, so I definitely think Evoli probably had an effect. You think that scared some kids straight? I do. I do. I think it scared some kids because people were dying. People were getting hospitalized. That was last summer. And this survey was taken January. So that's, mm. you know, not mm-hmm. that far. We were still getting like right uh, reports about it at uh, winter of last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they were still mm-hmm. winding down their investigation and whatnot. So that wasn't that far away. I think Ivali could have played an effect in that. I think that, um, trends absolutely like whether Mm -hmm. it's cool or not is Mm -hmm. part of that because if you look at the prior survey data for vaping there have been fluctuations it's not a straight upward thing we saw it go down before like in 2011 it was really low and then we saw like a spike i think it was like in 2014 and then it went down and then it went up and like this was down in 2017 yeah yeah exactly so this has happened before this is not you know kids are fickle right they do different things depending on you know whatever so i think popularity can wane also there's a certain subsect of teens who like once they start seeing it on tv and everybody's doing it then they're bored of it right like it's only cool when no one's doing it type thing that could be part of it wow yeah Um, and then tobacco 21 could also play a role i'm not going to say it couldn't right because it is a little harder to necessarily have a friend when you're in high school who's over 21 than over it is 18, yeah. right? So, I mean, that is possible. I still think kids, yeah. you know, I still got alcohol in high school. I was just going to say, so, I, you know I, I still mean? drank MGDs on the beach in high harder, school. It was a little harder, right? Yeah, it was a little much. trickier. Like, if if a senior friend of mine could have gotten it, they're probably, you know, it would have been significantly easier, but we still had a hookup, you know what I yeah. mean? It was just... You know, I knew one guy instead of like 40. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I I was in high school, we had uh, cigarette vending machines. Just 
vending machines. I could go down to the Mexican restaurant like a block from my house and just pump in a thousand oh. quarters, you know, while no one's looking and just grab, you know, grab whatever the first pack of cigarettes I can get is. That's how I got cigarettes. That I, I wasn't around for vending machines. Yeah, no, vending machines. A... Remember cigarette vending machines? We even had a there was this one, I won't say the name of the bar, but there was a bar down the street from where I lived where the owner just Gave no fucks. Anybody could just walk in like, oh, I got to use the bathroom. And he's like, oh, okay. And so you'd go back to the bathroom, but really he'd hear clink, 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 quarters going that's where in. the machine was? Yeah, because that's where the machine was. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm coming in every week, going way out of my way to use your bathroom. Bathroom. All right. He knows what's going so on. So clean. He doesn't care. It's We're all buying cigarettes. <laughs> he's making money. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, what I'm worried about is if they really, I mean, if they take away pods and they take away disposables, what wh- what are the youths going to go to next? I mean, that's an interesting More cannabis question. products? It's like, potentially. I mean, we already think they're using them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what if you take away all the devices and the numbers don't go down? Like, yeah. that's a pretty good indication that they were never using, you know, our vapor products as yeah. opposed to, you know, cannabis ones. That is a possibility. As a, you know, as a, a teenager, I can't imagine, I just can't imagine that there's going to be a lot of, like, DIY interest from teenagers. No. That's just too many things that you have to order from too many places and too much measuring. Like I can't imagine that, that I don't, I don't know what they're going to do to be honest with you. I'm interested to see like next year's data, for example. Yeah. Well, that'll be really interesting because this is going to be done during the quarantine COVID times. Right. It's going to mess everything up. It's going to mess the numbers all up. I mean, potentially, and that's if they can still even do it. I mean, they did in 2019, I believe it was, they switched the NYTS to a digital survey. used to be pen and paper, like, you know, Scantron style or something. Um, But in 2019, they digitalized it. And so they gave it to kids on like iPads, basically, or tablets. So in theory, you know, if they work with schools, they could potentially still administer that, you know, via online or something. I don't Mm. know if they've, you know, got the technology to do that for next year assuming, you know, most schools are still, you know, at home learning or whatever it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to see what's going on with schools next year to know if they're going to, cause they always do it in like the early part of the year. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, this year was January to March for this year. Um, so next year it might be January to March. Sometimes it's like, you know, March, April, somewhere in there. It's always like early, mm-hmm. you know, in spring. So I don't know what they're going to do for next year. They squeaked it in under the wire this year. Yeah, just barely. Mm-hmm. Just barely squeaked it in. But Because lockdown started like mid-March, and that's when they finished the survey. Yeah. Wow. They really squeaked it in. Really squeaked it in. Wow. That was an inc- like incredible I'm like, timing. Did you know something? <laughs> yeah. Where's the tinfoil hat? That I think that's too much tinfoil. Where's the yeah? That is a little too. That is a little bit. Uh, it's a little, a little too much tinfoil hat there. Um, had a super chat from uh, Luke. Uh, Luke, very gracious of you. Thank you. Uh, yo, anyone feel like telling the Aussie government this? 
Look, Australia is a whole other a whole other machine. Uh, nicotine's been illegal in Australia for a few years now. Uh, it's only an illicit market there. Everybody, if you vape in Australia, you have to import your nicotine illegally. And they've still and and that's the great thing is if vaping is still managed to succeed in that climate, smokers are still quitting with vaping, still quitting with vaping, still quitting with vaping, even though it's completely illegal there. I think that speaks to I think that speaks volumes to how effective this technology really is. Um, had one more from Chris, just a lemonhead man standing on a chair being a superhero. I appreciate that, Chris Holler. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate that. Um, so yeah, youth vaping's down. That's it. And if you're good at math, then you can figure this out. And if you're not, then that's why we have Danielle Jones. To, to disseminate percentages of percentages and percentage increases that yep. aren't <laughs> aren't what they seem. Thousand no, percent they increase. are. Yeah, a thousand percent increase. I mean, so, factually correct. It just sounds crazy. It just yeah, it just sounds crazy. Um, when can we expect the next set of data? I know you said at the beginning. I don't quite remember. When can we expect the next set of data? So usually it's around October, typically. Okay. Um, the first one usually is like August. So I think uh, the big epidemic one was August. It's like August, September. And then it's usually like October is typically when they do the larger dump. So I would think all things being, you know, assuming things have gone like previous years, which who knows, but I would imagine we would get smoking data like next month-ish. I would hope, I would think. That's exciting to me. I can't wait. Oh, I know. I want to see it too, I but I'm also, wait. I'm so perplexed as to why they didn't release it in their preliminary. Like, it's just so weird. Yeah. It's, it's just really so bizarre weird. weird. Well, I, I, it feels like it's just one of those things that even like Truth Initiative and Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids and now we have PAVE, it seems like everybody just forgot about smoking. Like everybody just forgot about combustion and all of the horrible things that go along with combusting your tobacco. And I feel like FDA and CDC are just, you know, they're knowing their audience. Oh, they want the vape data. Let's just give them the vape data first. And and we've just forgotten how bad smoking is. Yeah. Or because it's so low, they're just like, well, you know, that's not really... We don't, you know, vaping came at such an opportune time for them, like yeah. such an opportune time because smoking rates were already declining. I mean, that's yes. true. From my understanding, the decline became way steeper after vaping came out, which yes. I think is not a coincidence, no. but it was already, if we're being honest, it was already on the decline. Yes. Um, and that could be a variety of different factors. Tobacco control people would tell you that it's, oh, it's our, it's our great ads and it's our taxes and it's yeah. our et cetera. And it must it's, be. I mean, it could have been some of those things. Like, I, you know, it, these things are a little, I'm sure some of that had an effect on some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the steep declines were definitely, you know, like I had a graph, you know, a year or so ago, if you remember, that was like this big graph and it showed like the projected decline, you know, based on previous years and then what the actual decline was post vaping. You know, oh, yes. The market. And it yes. was a much steeper, you know, situation than what they had initially projected. Yeah. I think those two things are related, but that's a theory. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's just so low that they're like, 
we we're not going to get any funding crying about you know five percent of kids smoking or something you know what yeah. i mean like so we're just not going to focus on that or talk about that because yeah you know whatever like did you see did you see oh god i got so mad at truth last night on twitter no. they're they're pushing this whole like oh, oh let me look. more uh like shows and movies are showing oh, tobacco product yes. usage and yes. that's leading kids to vape and i'm yep okay stranger things <laughs> showing a lot of people smoking is making driving it's what their their terminology yeah, driving driving youth vaping but youth vaping decreased this year yeah how how's some, that there's some questionable yeah yep how's that uh, how's that working what that drove me insane uh, in fact i retweeted it and because it reminded me of when i was young and the very first superman or superman 2 with christopher reeve superman 2 came out and there's a scene where Superman is fighting the bad guys, fighting General Zod, and General Zod throws Superman into a big Marlboro truck, and people went fucking bananas that there was a Marlboro truck in a movie meant for kids, and it's just going to encourage kids to smoke, and you know, just a truck. It's just the logo, the Marlboro logo, and it's the same like moral high grounder argument, and I think it's what. I don't know how they come to this conclusion. Do they think that a kid sees a Marlboro Chuck and is going to smoke cigarettes? Do they think that if they see someone smoking in Stranger Things that a kid's going to go, I'm going to vape now? They and can't that really think that. How are you going across products? Like seeing someone <laughs> smoke, so you decide to vape? Yeah. Like something that needs fire. Let me pick up a battery rechargeable device because yeah. those things are related. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's like panicky parent stuff. It's like in the 50s when they, you know, if you listen to rock and roll, you're going to go to hell. It's just the same right. argument. You know, I feel like it's just the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and I, I think they they keep getting like they have to scrape the bottom of the barrel, right? Because as lower as the rates go, like they don't have any. They need a crisis all the time because that's yeah. how they get funding. Right? Yeah, they and need so a dragon to slay. The, exactly. So they're scraping the bottom of the barrel like. Ooh, shows showing smoking. Yeah, that's, that's gotta be that's it. That's doing it. That's doing it. Not not even mentioning that they show the most people vaping, especially kids, yeah. with their stupid television ads. Yeah, yeah, constantly, like, everywhere, and posters in schools. No, did you see the the little like trailer that they put out? So this this thing about tobacco use the in truth the media is a whole report. Yeah, truth and it, it was a whole report that they did, right? But they made a video for the, like a it's like they made a trailer basically for the report. And in the in thing, all they did was show every clip of these characters that they're talking about smoking all in one place. So you're saying <laughs> You're saying that showing this is increasing it, and then you show then you all show, of it yeah, nothing in one but clip. That. <laughs> I literally called them out on Twitter. I was so pissed. I was like, so you've just authored a report saying that showing this is bad, and then you show it. Ah, wow. Where the mental gymnastics you have to jump through to feel like you're actually doing good by doing that, you're, it, that is insane. 
It is. Who funds no the Truth sense. Initiative? We need to defund the Truth Initiative. Who funds them? Is this so, a is this a truth? Robert Wood Johnson no. Foundation thing? Um, I don't think so. Truth Initiative, and a lot of people get this a little mixed up. It was initially funded, and when I mean initially, like the first two years, it was founded and funded with MSA funds. That is true. Right. right. That was at the very beginning. That's how it was started. Um, it no longer receives MSA funds. I heard somewhere that they basically, <laughs> that they are like really good at investing their money essentially. So that they've gotten more funding off of like the stock market essentially or oh, something. Oh, they just fund I themselves. Think, I think, yeah, I, I don't recall them being a part of the Robert Wood Johnson fund situation, but now I can't re- watch. It's probably in my video and I just can't remember. Um, <laughs> That's okay. There's just so but, much information out there. I can't remember half of it. No, there they had been for a brief by MSA funds, and a lot of people get that wrong because they're like, "You're not anymore, you guys. Not anymore. Yeah, no, don't not anymore. don't run around saying that because you're actually wrong." Um, and this isn't something anymore. that's easily Google Googleable either. I'm trying to. I'm gonna pull up my Who funds the truth initiative? crazy graph from my video and see if I because I just my brain can't always remember all these things. And the irony of them calling themselves the Truth Initiative is not lost on me. Right. So (laughs) I think that they do. Let's see. I know that they have a relationship with um, Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids. I don't Mm. know if there's a finance relationship there, but see, I have them connect. I think they may get some funding from NIH, potentially from Tobacco Free Kids. And potentially directly from HHS, if I'm not mistaken. That may, you know. Oh, oh that's very interesting. Yeah, I had it all laid out once upon a time. I had I looked like a crazy conspiracy person. I had like <laughs> just like strings notebooks and... <laughs> with like yeah, like strings and like <laughs> circles and lines so you couldn't even tell what was connected to what anymore. It was pretty crazy. Michelle Minton actually I think has a really good like chart that she made of all the oh. know, different relationships between everybody. She Oh, did I'd be those, really yeah. interested and to I, see that. Yeah, she posted it on Twitter a while ago. I can't remember if I Oh, I'd be really interested to see that. Uh, oh, well, we yeah, had a, this is it, actually. Hang on, we had a super okay, chat so from Ranger says, Man. Oh, no, go ahead. This is more important. Oh, um, so they get funding from NIH, which is the National Institute of Health, yep. and HHS, which is you know Health and Human Services. So government-ish? Yeah, so that's a government-funded anti-tobacco program. How, how, is that, how is that allowed? How's that a thing? And how do they not say that, like, disclaimer, the Truth Initiative is funded by your tax dollars? I mean, when you get, like, these degrees of separation, I feel like the government is like, oh, that doesn't really matter anymore. You don't really need to know. Like, it was initially your money, but it's passed through so many hands that it's basically like it's not even your money Yeah, it's anymore. like it's not even your money anymore, even though it really <laughs> definitely, definitely, well, still, definitely, definitely still is your money. Yeah. Wow, Truth Initiative. Do you know about that, Ranger Man? A Ranger Man says, I had a coworker ask how to quit smoking, and I'm like, you're looking at it every time you see me vape. Too bad he bought the popcorn lung BS. Well, I mean, that's unfortunate. That's something that still gets brought up to this very day. 
Uh, Dan Baker, very gracious of you. Quick thought: uh, one Grim in the White House, and send all of our and all of our troubles go away. Sure, Danielle, the First Lady, maybe. Ah, uh, well, see, we would have to be married for that to happen. Uh, and Danielle Jones is already happily married, uh, as am I, oh, happily married. So, one if. If either of us get to be president, which we'll, we can be vice president. Like I can be the vice yeah, president. I would be or, the v- yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't need to be like be the first, first, first lady. Yeah, we can be the president and vice pre- president and vice president. You know, I've str- I've seriously considered uh, Los Angeles City Council. Have you ever thought about running for really? political office? Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I've heard there have been a City few Council. people in vaping who've decided to run. Actually, mm-hmm. you wouldn't mm-hmm. be the first. Yeah, You'd be the only. Yeah, I feel like uh, like a tattooed politician was inevitable. Like, why not me? Right. I mean, come on. Progressive. I mean, we've got somebody running who's named Spike. I mean, yeah, the door is open. You know what I'm saying? Spike. Oh, <laughs> Spike. You, I'm so, I don't. I do not mean to make fun of the libertarians at all, but that name, like it's I only ridiculous. think about the vampire slayer. I'm yeah. just like vice president spike. Like yeah. what? I just, pre- I just try to pretend I don't, I'm not even a big, really big fan of spike. Uh, I, I really do like Joe Jorgensen. And in order for me to jo- vote for Joe Jorgensen, I have to kind of pretend that spike doesn't exist. I just ignore him. I go, no, it's just Joe Jorgensen. And she's got no VP pick by herself. Yeah, just by herself. She's going to do both. She's going to be the president and the vice president. She can do it. Kind of try to kind of got to ignore Spike. <laughs> well, <laughs> what are you going to do? It drives me nuts. Who, what parent names their kid Spike? I want to meet that parent. I know. Any it's yeah. It's like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the only character <laughs> I've ever heard of called Spike. I mean, oh, he Spike. Was great, don't get me wrong, but I never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <gasps> I know. I'm Nick. supposed to. A lot of people have told me I should. I've just never uh, watched it. I mean, you it. like Joss Whedon, right? Yeah, I like Joss Whedon. You're, you're, yeah, well, and I like, you know, Buffy. horror, sci-fi, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. I'd be into it. It's just one of those shows. Oh. It's like I have to save it for my retirement. It's like when I retire, someday I'll watch Game of Thrones. You know, I'll watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'll watch oh the shows God. that I never got to watch. All of Battlestar Galactica. I actually have watched that. Mm, I I actually have. I actually have. I remember when we were watching one of the season finales of Game of Thrones and you were in the room with us. Yeah. But you had zero interest in it. And we're all like on the edge of our seats. Like, oh my God, you're over here like cracking jokes. And we're like throwing popcorn (laughs) at you. Like, yeah. It was just really intense people talking at each other. And then this lady brings out this other guy and all of you guys in the room were just like, Oh, yeah. what? And Nick's just like, was that a big Shut deal? Her boobs. <laughs> was that a big deal? <laughs> was that a big deal? Okay. I don't know. Oh. Well, shit. Uh, I guess we're winding down to the end here of this here. Tuesday, bro. Tuesday, uh, had a couple more super chats. Uh, Dan Baker, that's very gracious of you. A mother that plays volleyball for a living definitely names their children and all pets Spike. Hashtag juice my way. (laughs) I see what you did there. I see what you did there, Dan. Got one more here from Trey. Uh, Danielle, marry me, please. No? Okay. Nick? No. That's going to be a no from me, dog. 
Uh, I'm so thankful for the both of you and the hard work you do. It's definitely inspiring. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I can't speak for Danielle, but I'll say that just trying to do the best I can. You know, it, it's a it's a rough climate out there. Trying to disseminate this information, trying to to fight against weird percentages and half truths and targeted messaging and you know the the mainstream media. It's just very difficult. We're trying to do our best. I get burnt out. I'm sure Danielle gets burnt out, you know, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, when you don't see me on lately. Twitter for like a week, it's yeah. cause I'm like, Ugh, I need nope, I don't even want to open Twitter, but, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap this Tuesday, bro, Tuesday up, but, uh, shit, youth vaping is down. Uh, and that's a thing that's, a, that's a good thing. Uh, when more information comes out, yeah, three cheers. When uh, more information comes out from the National Youth Tobacco Survey, uh, I'm sure we'll report it here as quickly as we can on Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. Omed, uh, Lord of the Rings is greater than Star Wars? Well, not in my neighborhood. I'm just kidding. Um, if you if you think that, that's you can think that. You're wrong. I'm just kidding. You can think that. I don't care. I'm not going to gatekeep. Look, enjoying things shouldn't be a stressful activity. I hate gatekeeping. My brother is a huge Lord of the Rings fan, maybe bigger Lord of the Rings fan than I am a Star Wars fan, and and that's fine. I like Lord of the Rings. Look, I don't hate Lord of the Rings. I think Star I Wars like is... Uh, I don't know. Star Wars is my jam, Omed. Star Wars is my jammed. Uh, but one more time, we're gonna go. We're gonna wrap this Tuesday, bro. Tuesday up. Danielle Jones, thank you, thank you for coming on, doing some math, talking about youth vaping and this weird messaging. I'll have some links down in the description, including where you can see the Global Tobacco and Nicotine Forum, including the Active Casa Call to Action to Save Vape Mail including the link to the Veritas cohort study, amongst other things from CDC, the weekly morbidity and mortality weekly report. And doesn't that sound just delightful? I'll That's have links. It is a mouthful. It's too much. They got to rename that. The MMWR, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, one more time. Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. We're going to go ahead and end this. Hang on, hang on this uh on the Zoom call real quick. I'm going to take us out, but uh, thinking, oh, wait, the intro is already gone. Nope. One more time, you guys. Thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, I appreciate it. One more thank you to Danielle Jones. I'll have links down in the description. I'll catch you back here Thursday. That's right. It's vlog day, and I'm already planning the vlog right now. I think we're going to have a big old, uh, big old retro vaping segment. So anyway, like I said, guys, thank you so much for being here. Be excellent to each other. Peace. Thank you.